This is Mac from the Man Cave. Thanks for listening. Thanks so much. With your daily devotion for July. The 20th, we are in the man cave out here in the middle of the desert, baking at 112 degrees today. Where are we going to be, Matt? That's your question. I got an answer for you. We're in 2 Kings. We're looking at a totally awesome story, and we're looking at one of my favorite characters in the entire Bible, which is what? The great prophet Elijah. You know why I like Elijah? He's a man's man. Hey, Elijah, you're welcome to hang out in the man cave anytime you want. Why? Because Elijah served God and he doesn't put up with any guff. I mean, he gets it on, he gets it done, whether he's calling fire down from the sky or he's chopping the prophets of Baal up, okay, or whether he's taking that cloak that God gave him, smacking the water of the Jordan and separating him from the east to the west. I love Elijah! Second Kings, okay, chapter one, and I love this story. I think this story is one of the funniest stories in the entire Bible. Friends, here's the thing. We need to lighten up and just enjoy a good Bible story, okay? Let me tell you what's going on in our story today, okay? There's a king named Ahaziah, okay? What ends up happening is the text tells us that he falls down through a lattice, okay? And he's very sick. Now, we don't know if he fell down through the lattice because he was sick or if he fell through the lattice and because he cut himself open or broke a bone or something, he got sick. Text doesn't tell us, okay? What do we know? Matt, what do we know? We know the guy's really, really sick. So much so. He's so sick that he's going to inquire if he's going to get better. But listen to this. He's not inquiring of God. And you're like, well, who's he inquiring of? Exactly. That's why you're in the man cave. You can already see it coming, okay? Verse 2 reads like this. And Hazai fell down through a lattice in his upper chamber that was in Samaria. And he was very, very sick. And he sent messengers and said unto them, Go inquire of Belzebub, the god of Ekron, whether I shall recover of my disease or what. Oh, my goodness. Are you kidding me? I mean, really, really. Are you kidding me? You're not going to go to the god of Abraham. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. You're not going to go to the great I am. You're not going to go to Jehovah who can answer your request and answer your plea. King is what I call in the Hebrew loser. I mean, listen, let me tell you this real quick. Listen, listen, listen. When we have a need in our lives, whether it is a financial need, a spiritual need, or as this king Hezei has, okay, he has a physical need. He needs God to touch him. He doesn't need to know. Listen, listen to this king is stupid. Hey, am I going to die or am I going to get better? What if he gets news? Hey, you're going to die. Oh, that wasn't very, what does he need? I mean, really, what does he need? The king said he needs to go to someone that could what? Pray for him and petition God to heal him, but he's going to a false god. And there is no power in false gods. There's only power in the one true God, which is who? It is the God of Elijah. It is the great I am. It is Jehovah. Jehovah Rapha means the God who heals. As I say all that to get to our story, verse 3, okay? But the angel of the Lord, oh, I love that talk, guys. I could go on from there, okay? But the angel of the Lord said to Elijah the Tishbite, Arise and go meet the messengers of the king of Samaria, and say unto them, Is it not because there is not a god in Israel that you go inquire of Belzebub, the god of Ekron? Now therefore, thus saith the Lord, Thou shalt not come down from the bed on which thou art gone up, and shall surely die, and Elijah departed. Meaning this, God comes up to Elijah in a what? In a Christophany. Meaning God is standing there, okay, in the Old Testament, in what, the, in what we would refer to as a Christophany, and he's talking to Elijah. And he says, Elijah, I want you to meet these two guys, these two messengers that were sent by the king, okay? And I want you to tell them this, okay? Thus saith the Lord, you're going to die. See, here's the thing. If the king would have sought out Elijah and petitioned Elijah to please 
pray that God would heal me. I'm going to turn from my sins. I'm going to repent. I'm going to get right. I know the life I've been living and how I've been ruling is not appropriate, is not acceptable unto the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Okay, the great I am. I've been doing wrong. God is always looking for you and me to do what? I mean, does he want us to die? No, it's not God's will that any should die without him. God wants us to repent, turn from our sins, turn towards him, get the healing, get the blessing, get the favor, move forward in life with a relationship with Almighty God. But so many people will not do that. They're likened unto this king. He, he wants information. Friends, here's the thing. If I was really sick, do I want information? No, I don't want information. I want to be healed. I want to feel better. I want to keep, keep on, on living. Okay, so the messengers, they hear what Elijah says. They turn around. Okay, now realize this. The God, the Belzebub God of Ekron, he's way down. I mean, they shouldn't be back for another week and a half to two weeks because he's who they're seeking is way far, far away, okay? And Elijah just heads them off. So the messengers return unto the king, and they go to the king, and they say exactly what Elijah says, okay? And the king says this. Why are you back so soon? What's, what's going on? I mean, you shouldn't be back for another week and a half to two weeks. Uh, and they say, no, we met this guy on the road. And he told us this. And he knew exactly what we were doing, what we were going, what we were seeking the information and everything. He had it all. And the king goes like this. Tell me about the guy. Tell me about the guy. What, 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 what was he wearing? Because Elijah was very distinct. Okay, how they describe Elijah in verse 8. And they answered him, Oh, he was a hairy man, and girded around with a girdle of leather about his loins. And he said, It is Elijah that is by you. I know it's Elijah. It's a, you know, he's mad, but he just got the truth. I mean, that's what he was seeking these messengers to send them to Ekron for, to Belzebub, which is a false god, a false deity, okay? You're not going to, he, he's no different than this rock. I mean, here's the thing, that's, that's Belzebub. I mean, how, how many of you in the man cave would pray to this rock? I mean, because I'll send it to you for $10,000 and you can pray to the rock, but I'm here to tell you the rock can't answer you. It is God that answers us, okay? Because our God is living. Belzebub is dead. He never lived, okay? What's behind Belzebub, okay? What's behind Baal? What's behind Asherah? What's behind all of these false deities? They are demons. Watch this. There is a spiritual entity behind them, which is called a demon, a false you gotta god. you got to realize what we're talking about. Why would these people worship, you know, Moloch? Why would people sacrifice their babies to Moloch? Why would they worship Baal? Why would they go to the, uh, to the groves? Why would they worship on these Asherah poles? Why would they do all these things if there wasn't something behind them? There is something behind them, but it's not God. It's Lucifer. It's the great dragon. It's Satan. Okay? It's a demon that's behind the worship of these deities. So king hears it. The king knows in his heart of hearts that what was spoken just now is absolutely the truth. What does the king do? Okay? Does he, does he lean his head like Hezekiah against the wall and repent and cry out and put ashes on his head, rip his clothes? Oh no! I'm going to get revenge. I mean, here's the thing. I know people like this. I'm going to get revenge. If I'm going to die, he's going to die. And in verse 9, listen to this. This is what the king says. I, I'm just so amazed when people are confronted with the truth. Instead of getting right with God, instead of doing the right things, oh, no, they don't want to do that. They want to get revenge. They want to get even. All these people, here's the thing. Oh, that's perfect if you follow Satan because that is the heart of Satan. So here's what the king does. He says, get me the captain of 50. And he tells the captain of 50, I want you to get 50 men. Okay? And I want you to go. This is where Elijah is. And I want you to bring him here, okay? Go get him. The captain of 50 and the 50, they go and they find Elijah sitting on a hill, not too far away. And it's so funny. He says this. And he spake unto him and says, Thou man of God, 
the king hath commanded thee, come down. And Elijah, he answered and said to the captain of 50, If I be a man of God, then let fire come down from heaven and consume thee and the 50 men that are with you. And exactly as he spoke the last syllable of the last word, fire came down, killed the captain of 50, and killed 50 individuals, and they all died. And you're like, well, that's kind of harsh. No, it's not, because these people are not in right relationship with God. God is just giving them their just due reward, okay? He has held off until this day that he will pour out his vengeance on them. Read Romans 9. These individuals were appointed to God's wrath because they are vessels unto dishonor. And that's some thick theology, okay? Because there's a lot of people roaming around in life, even as we speak, thinking, I got away with it. I can continue living like this. I can continue being evil, doing evil, sinning, and engaging in transgression, engaging in iniquity, and all these other things. No harm, no foul. God's not going to call me on the carpet, friends. He is just waiting for the appointed time for him to pour out his wrath on you. The Bible says, vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. I will repay. Friends, watch this. Watch this. He doesn't say for you to repay. He says this. You are to forgive and forget you are to not be bitter about whatever took place in your life. You are to move forward in victory, forward in Christ, and allow the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob to take care of that issue. The story just ended there. That'd be an awesome story, but it doesn't end there, okay? Verse 11. Why? Why does the story end there? Because the king is hard-hearted. He's in iniquity. He's sin and sin. He's in darkness. And so look at this. Again, the king sent another captain of 50 and 50 more men to Elijah. The second captain comes to Elijah with a chip on the shoulder, with arrogance, Pride precedeth the fall, a haughty spirit before destruction. And he says this, O man of God, the king has commanded you to come down. And he says this, now. In the original language, this text says quickly, but what it's saying is now. And when we go to the original language, let me tell you what, what's taking place. Because we hear these words, but it's not all the words. He's, they're being arrogant. They're mocking him when they say, hey, man of God. <laughs> That's what they're doing. See, in the original language, they're mocking him by giving him that title. They're not speaking that title with honor, with reverence, that God has spoken a word over Elijah and God's anointing is on Elijah. They are basically, when you're mocking the Elijahs, when you're mocking those people that God has chosen, you're mocking God. And you will suffer the consequences of that. And who, who are those individuals, Matt? Friends, I don't know. So I say we always have a humble spirit before Almighty God. And if we have an issue with our pastor at our church, we're not coming to him in arrogance. We're not coming to him in pride thinking we know something. Because if that's God's chosen, you're in trouble. Touch not my anointed. Do my prophets no harm, okay? What do I do? You pray for him. Well, I, I... see, you can't pray for your pastor because you're in sin. If you can't pray for your pastor and lift him up, and even if he's in a fault, okay, and help him, the problem lies with you. Yeah, the, pro the pastor may have problems, but God will take care of the pastor, okay? God's special anointing is on the Tishbite. He's on the mountain man. It's on Elijah. God has separated Elijah unto himself. And what I'm trying to say is, we don't know who in this life God has separated unto himself. And those individuals that God has said, this one belongs to me. This one is an Paul. I have a special task for him. When you go messing with them, you're messing with God. And it's just 
just a great story. I could go miles and miles with that one and give you so many examples. It would blow your mind apart. But let's not. So what ends up happening? Hey, man of God, come down off the mountain now. What happens, Matt? Tell me. Well, I'll tell you the story next time, okay? Because this one's going long. Ah, just kidding. Verse 12 says this. And Elijah answered and said unto them, If I am a man of God, let fire come down from heaven and consume thee and the fifty. And the fire of God came down from heaven and consumed him and the fifty. So now you have a hundred and two mighty warriors, soldiers, People who are bad to the bone. Here's the thing. The king isn't sending a bunch of weak men. He's sending men of renowned strength. He's sending the best of his infantry, okay, to the one man. Who, who's standing behind the one man? Oh, it's Almighty God. Nobody's going to stand before God. Nobody's going to stand before who? King Jesus. Who started this fight? Guys, guys, who started this? God did. When he came to Elijah, okay, as the angel of the Lord, which is King Jesus, and he said, Elijah, here's what I want you to say. Okay, God is basically picking a fight that he's going to win. And friends, I think it's funny every time God picks a fight with someone. Okay, because God always wins. And people always end up what? Falling short of the glory of God. And they find themselves opening their eyes in a place of torment and suffering and eternity. It's not good, okay? Get in the winning circle. That's free stuff. Let's move on. All right, well, what happens next? Listen to verse 13. And he sent again another captain, okay, with 50 more men. And the third captain of 50 went up and came and fell on his knees before Elijah. And he besought him. And he said unto him, Now, watch this. As he addresses him, this is the correct way to address him. O man of God, I pray thee, let my life and these 50 servants of thine be precious in your sight. Spare us. See, now we're using the same words but now this captain is using them with honor. He's respecting the God of Elijah. See, he's not respecting Elijah. Elijah can't make fire fall from the sky. It is God who honored that prayer, and it was God who gave Elijah, okay, through the Spirit of God to pray those words, to pray that prayer. Are you with me? Captain is coming in humility. Verse 14, behold, there came fire down from heaven and burn up two captains and the former 50s, okay? <laughs> Listen to this. With their 50s. Therefore, let my life now be precious in thy sight. Wow. Very carefully. There is a right way and a wrong way to come before God. There is a right way and a wrong way, okay, to pursue, okay, correction within the church. I, I just want you to get this, okay? The first and foremost is you need to come in humility and you need to pray and you need to make sure that you're not the lone Make sure that you are not causing division in the church by getting a group of people against that individual. Because if you are, you are targeted by Almighty God, just like the first two captains and the first two fifties that fire fell on them, okay? Because you are in opposition to God's man. His choice. The anointing falled upon that man. Is he perfect? Oh, no, he's not perfect. Was Moses perfect? Was Joshua perfect? Was Caleb perfect? No, these men weren't perfect. They were humans. But all of these men that I just talked about were chosen of God. He's very jealous over those individuals that he calls to serve him. He will correct them. It's not you, partner. What happens, Matt? Come on. Come on, dude. Read the story. Really? Look at verse 15. The angel of the Lord comes back. Okay, now there's 50 men that he hasn't struck down and the captain. The angel of the Lord says this, Elijah, I want you to go with them. 
And the words I spoke originally, you're going to speak again, but you're going to speak them right in the king's face. Okay? And guess what's going to happen? He's going to die. No harm will come to you because you belong to me. That's what God is saying in so many words. Comes down the hill. Now watch this. There's 50 and then the captain. They all have swords. Elijah's a mountain man. Okay? And Elijah's bad to the bone. Don't get me wrong because who's backing Elijah? Is Elijah bad to the bone in and of himself? No. He's bad to the bone because he surrenders to the lordship of who? Almighty God. The great I am. Okay? He comes down to the mountain and the captain, okay, doesn't lay a finger on them. They give them space. Oh, oh, watch this. Watch this. All Elijah has to do is think or speak, okay? And God will destroy them as well, okay? Now we find Elijah the Tishbite standing before the king. Most men would be fearful. Elijah is not fearful because the presence of the Lord is with Elijah. When God takes a step back from us, we will all fear. I don't care how bad, how strong you are. I don't care how many weapons of mass destruction you have on your person. It doesn't matter if God Almighty takes a step back from you. Fear will enter your heart. We have the picture of Elijah running. What happened there? All that happened there was God was bringing humility into the life of Elijah. He takes a step back because God's going to give Elijah time to regroup, give him new directions, give him a new direction, okay? And he's going to get help, okay? Friends, it's with you and I. It's the same thing. Elijah doesn't fear because he's prideful. I'm going to get it on. I just did this miracle. Elijah didn't do anything. It was God that did the miracle, okay? But God is with Elijah, God is with you this day, too, if you've asked Jesus Christ into your heart, okay? So he stands before the king. All the king has to say is, kill him, okay? Would it work that day? It wouldn't work. It's hot out here. Look at this. I wish I had a 4K camera, because if I did, you could see the sweat droplets, okay? Story ends in verse 16, okay? And he said unto him, this is Elijah, Thus saith the Lord, For as much as thou hast sent messengers to inquire of Beelzebub, the god of Ekron, the false god, goes on to say this, was it not because there is no God in Israel to inquire of his word? Therefore, thou shalt not come down off the bed in which thou have gone up, but shall surely die. So here's the thing. Exactly. Elijah isn't scared. He's not mincing words. He's not backtracking, okay? What exactly what he told those two messengers. Now he's looking in the face of the king, okay? And he's saying this. Was there no God in Israel? Would you not seek me to talk to God, to ask God to heal you, even though you're rotten to the core? Okay? Maybe you could have repented, and maybe I could, God would have done this. God is a God of mercy. God is a God of grace grace. God is a God of long-suffering, okay, and forbearance, okay, and God is such a God of love, and He's a God of second chances. So watch this. What ends up happening, Matt? Listen to this in verse 17. I love this story. So he died according to the word of the Lord, which Elijah had spoken. It's over. Nowhere in the story do we hear about this king saying sorry to God, repenting, turning from his sins, light, truth, had been shined into his life. What he received was an absolute miracle. I mean, here's the thing. Two messengers walking down a desert road with their supplies meet up with the, the, the Tishbite Elijah and they are told exactly what they were seeking, okay? But this time they were given the truth. They weren't going to be given some false statement from a false god, okay? Here's the thing. He's presented the truth. He's presented light. He's presented with life and death. What are you going to choose this day? He has the opportunity in this life as you and I do to repent to turn from, to turn towards God, to make it right. Even if he had to die, he could have gotten right with God. But he died in his sins and his trespasses. And no sooner that he closed his eyes in death in this life, he opened his eyes in hell in the next life.
Christians, if I had a quarter for every time that God, in His mercy and grace and love, shined light into a person's life, shined His truth into a person's life, okay, but they decided to reject the miracle, reject the truth, reject the light of Christ, okay, to do it their own way, only to die, again, in their sins and trespasses, in darkness, and as they died in this life, they went straight to hell. But they were given the opportunity. God is such a God of second chances. To someone listening this very day, God has given you a second chance, a second turn on life, okay? If you reject him, who knows what's going to happen? Because I am not Elijah, but I serve the God of Elijah, okay? And I'm saying this, get right. John the Baptist would say it this way, repent, repent. He's screaming in the wilderness. He's out there in the middle of the desert. He's screaming at the top of his lungs repent and get right before Almighty God because He's coming and if you meet Him before He comes and you're still in the same state that you are today by your word, deeds, and actions you're going to open your eyes in hell and it's not God's will that any should die without Him but you've chosen your own way listen very carefully I don't want any of you dying going to hell because you're not thinking you're not using that head you're not surrendering your life to God you're doing it your own way Friends, I'm telling you, our way is going to lead us to hell. It puts us on the broad path. It puts us in a line for destruction. But God's way leads to Him. That's where I want you guys to go. If you died today, do you know that you would open your eyes in heaven? I mean, and if you say yes, I'll believe you at that. And if you can't 100% say positively to me this very day, Matt, if I died, I, I, I don't know that I would go to heaven. Get on your knees. I don't care if you're at work. Go to a mop closet. Go to the toilet room, okay? Go to your desk. Bow your head before mighty God, okay? Say sorry for your sins and ask Him to fill your life with Himself. Ask Him to help you to live a life that's pleasing. Receive Him by faith and watch Him transform Ask God life. into your heart this very day. You hear me? Look at don't make me don't make me send Elijah to your house, the Tishbite. Because I will find some guy that's crazy looking. And I'll have him all dressed in leather. And I'll make sure that guy is furry from head to toe. And I'll make sure he has an attitude, okay? And he's eating locusts and honey. And I will send him to your house to, to beat you over the head, to, to knock some sense into you. Don't make me do that because you know I will. I will track you down, partner. Not really. Hey, guys, I hope you enjoyed the video. This is Matt from the Man Cave.